0: Alright then, so, welcome to the Filmotomy podcast, uh, it's episode 21, uh, so it's, it's now able to drink legally in America, which is good news. <laughs> um, speaking of aging, I'm going to shout out uh, Al Robinson, first of all, our regular host, we've given him a day off, um, so have a great one Mr. Robinson, and I'm going to introduce the gang and I'm sure they'll all wish you a happy birthday as well. Uh, (laughs) So there's Jonathan, and there's Rob, Motto, and Queen Bee. Hiya, and
1: happy birthday, Al.
0: Marvellous. So it's just the four of us today. Um, Before we crack on, I just want to give a a podcasting congratulations to Bianca and Steve, uh, who's not present today, Steve, but uh, both worthy enough to warrant deputy editor status not for more to me um, title pending obviously <laughs> uh, so I just want to say we're building a terrific team here and I, I don't know if I say it enough but um, I, can't, I can't keep up with kind of not just the workload but my gratitude to, to you, you guys and the people that are present today so thank you and congratulations to all of you Aw, thank you. I mean, it, it means a lot. When I wake up and I've got three posts I have to edit, it's a great feeling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and obviously I need to uh, write some stuff. I've got loads of stuff coming today um, when I do the Scorsese ranking uh, later on. i a lot of my writing's going to be in that. It's going to be a mega post, so look out for that. Ooh, As for Mega the show, post. Mega post. <laughs> <laughs> um... So let's so I'll get on with the show then. Uh, Bianca, do you want to tell us what we'd be discussing today?
1: Okay, so on today's show, we're going to be talking guilty pleasures. So films that are, our, well, our guilty pleasure. And then we're also going to be discussing films that we love to hate. And this is where we get this is where we get to be controversial so I'm looking forward to uh, you guys' uh, picks and then we're going to top it all off with a bad film that we just can't shake it off so uh, yeah this is going to be interesting I'm looking forward to hearing your your guys' film choices and I've got some I I'm going to quote from so prepare for some epic quotes Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> so, Jonathan, uh, I think that as you're the new guy, pretty oh, much. Oh, I've
2: been here for a while, but
3: I, 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 I've the been
2: new here guy. for a while, but I've, I've just, I've, just been of, I've been busy with uh, work, and the fact that I was in, I've been in the hospital for a few days. It's just, I, it's just I'm just trying to find the time to do this podcast, and the fact that I'm still here is awesome. So, thanks for still having me around. Hmm. No, it's a pleasure.
1: Okay, so you're you're making a comeback. But we're not yes. we're not going to call it a comeback. Exactly. <laughs> so I think it's only fair that we have your first pick for guilty pleasure.
2: Ooh, all right, guilty pleasure. Um, this one I just I I just recently seen, and it, uh, well, for context, um, there is a show on the internet called The Cinema Snob, starring Brad Jones, and he reviews these uh, kind of just. You know exploitation kind of eighties genre movies that he loves that he loves or hates, and one of them that made that made my radar was a movie called Staying Alive, which wow. i actually watched uh, after his review, and as terrible as it is, uh, it is utterly fascinating and. Extremely goofy and fun to watch. I just absolutely love it. Um, and as bad as that movie is, what makes it all completely worth it is uh, the final act, which is uh, uh, Tony Monero performing uh, Satan's Alley. And it just might be the craziest, just most, like, what the fuck thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Outrageous things I've ever seen, and it's just—it's just terrific.
0: So that's um, kind of a Saturday Night Fever sequel in of salt.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. sequel to, set to Saturday Night Fever. Okay. Um, wow. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, it, it, it
2: just everything else leading up to that movie. Yes, I, I agree. It's it, it's a, it's a bad movie. It's not really well acted, except maybe Travolta. I think is really giving his all. And just trying to trying to do the best he can with the material that 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 Sylvester Stallone gave him, but uh, Stallone, Stallone, outside of Rocky, <laughs> should not really be writing. Should not yeah. be writing his own scripts. <laughs> I understand. He can't. He
1: can't wow. even speak. So how <laughs> can he write?
2: <laughs> yeah, but I, I, the thing was saying was. The mistake, I think, was staying alive is that um, he wanted to make a movie that's really... It's really about himself. Because it, 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 it feels a movie that's really about kind of his uh, uh, his struggles in Hollywood and trying, him trying to make it. As a dancer. Uh, he, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, as an actor, that the whole <laughs> dancing part is just... substitute Dancing for acting. I mean, there's even a scene where Tony is... Um, going around doing, passing around headshots and he gets offered this role, this small role where there's nudity involved and he basically just says, you know, I don't want to do nudity. My mom will kill me if I do that. And it just reminds me of film uh, taking a, part, a, a role in a, porno, in a porno movie, which the name of her uh, <laughs> oh,
3: yeah.
2: And it's like, yeah, this is basically a semi-autobiographical movie about um, Sylvester Stallone himself. I think, it, and really, the the movie should have been really about Tony, not Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. And instead, that's what we got.
1: Wow. It sounds like a train wreck. <laughs> it
2: is a train wreck, but again, the last act where he does um, Satan Valley is
4: absolutely worth watching. <laughs> so
3: that's, well, my, my that's,
4: that's my guilty pleasure. Good stuff. So I haven't seen it, but literally the IMDb page that's showing, like, the start of the trailer, it looks like John Travolta dressed up as Sylvester Stallone. So yes. I just, yes. I just don't even, like, <laughs> how have I heard of this? And it's, like, the sequel to <laughs> Saturday Night Fever. Uh. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was...
2: It, it, <laughs> it, it, it's actually one of the movies that uh, that inspired, I think, one movie that, that was... Uh, it inspired the Rosies. It was considered one of the. It's considered the one of the worst singles ever made, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> he actually got nominated for Russ for that.
1: God, wow! Um, so, Rob, what's your guilty pleasure then?
4: So, one is my my first guilty pleasure is a movie from my childhood um, that I just unabashedly love, um, even if I can admit now that it's definitely flawed in certain ways. It's um. It's Kevin Reynolds, um, Robin Hood, the Prince of Thieves, starring ah, Kevin Costner
3: nice. and Alan
4: Rickman. <laughs> oh, or Alan Rickman, that's... oh really? Alan, Alan Rickman, Rickman okay. is known for like shouting, "I'll tear your heart out with a spoon," <laughs> <laughs> yes, call okay. of Christmas. Sounds awesome. It'll hurt because it's, you know, it's dull. It'll hurt more, you know. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I love that movie. I love, it's just this adventure movie, but it's not afraid to be violent, and it's just, it's kind of in your face with its action, and, uh, you know, it has this, robin hood who is american (laughs) even though he's in england and you know he can't do that accent but it's fine because he's this sort of like blank canvas you can project your sort of hero belief onto um but it's really alan rickman who who catapults that the you know the plot and the drama of that movie because he's so kind of diabolical he's so i mean he it's, it's funny he might be considered over the top in that movie but he's so good you know, he's just so good at playing that character, um, I'm sure, and uh, it's, just, it's just such a fun movie. It's such, you know, and uh, Morgan Freeman is great in it, and, uh, you know, there are just all these pieces, and um, Sean, I like Sean it. Connery I really
1: love it. Is, isn't it Sean end, Connery is, not it, Sean yeah. Connery at the end. It's like Richard Lionheart or something. It's just, like, yeah. really random.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: So, so, already, this sounds a lot better than uh, Ridley Scott's version of Robin
4: Hood.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, it's like 10 times better.
4: <laughs> and I still love Mel Brooks. You know, I still love the Robin Hood um, men in tights. You know, I mean, it's just it's that I. that's a great movie, too. Um, and I love his digs at Kevin Costner there, where I can actually speak in an English accent. But yeah, um, so I, you know, I, I kind of I do love those two just from from my childhood. But um, I do recognize they, they, you know, especially Prince of Thieves is a flawed movie, but I love it a lot. So, yeah.
2: Marvelous.
1: i just remember from that film um this what was that song the um anything By adams
2: yeah um,
4: anything i do or yeah. whatever.
1: that was number one in the I uk do it or
4: something yeah yeah
1: it was number one in the uk for 20 weeks or something ridiculous <laughs> oh. like that oh,
4: yeah.
1: but it was just oh like that song was everywhere what yeah, was
2: the song what was the song again
1: Anything I do, I do it for you. Oh, God. Kevin Costner, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, bare butt, getting out of the... Oh, what? no. <laughs> <laughs> you
4: did
0: it's not. It's
1: so bad. It's so cheesy. It's up there with um, My Heart Will Always Go On, or whatever it is. By it's Celine Dion
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Before Wedding Swan. Just... Wet, wet, wet.
1: Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Why is it that these awful movies, these really... Poor movies have the cheesiest songs that people seem to go mad about.
0: Yeah, it sells. People. And uh,
1: uh, it's mass marketing is
3: really
0: what yeah. it is.
2: <laughs> or it just that—that that I think it just—it just kind of just strikes a chord. A chord, with people. Maybe how it's—maybe it's the lyrics, or maybe it's just the singer itself. But it, it, for some reason, it—it strikes—strikes a chord.
1: Yeah. yeah. But that—that um, that film, uh, being in the UK, was always on. Uh, on bank holiday Mondays,
3: mm-hmm.
1: like when it was Easter time or Christmas, like Boxing Day, it was always be like you would have Sound of Music, Great Escape, and Robin Robin Hood, Prince of Beeves, Like not very Christmassy movies at all, right. but they would always be on. <laughs> I just remember like what I must have seen that movie as a kid. Like I don't know, fifty times. <laughs> So <laughs> you
2: got Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and of uh, music on Christmas Day, and I got Die Hard and Lethal Weapon on Christmas Day. That's I actually feel pretty good about myself.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. have yeah, the better, there, better options. <laughs>
4: there's that opening scene of of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, that literally like is in my memory as a child of like him escaping the prison, the Turkish prison, <laughs> and like you know. Breaking that fruit open with Morgan Freeman and eating it, and like creating a pact to make it back to England. Like I'm watching this as like a four or five year old kid. Like, holy crap, this is awesome! <laughs> just completely enamored with what's going on. But like, I just remember like feeling genuinely scared <laughs> watching that. And it's just, yeah, I think it just uh, took from there. But
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I, sorry, I laughed too hard. I gave a little snort then. <laughs> And <laughs> just picturing like Rob as a child like sat really close to your T V going, Oh my god, Robin Hood
0: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um so Robin, what's your pick for guilty pleasure?
0: Um, I think I'm gonna go to like a child as well, but it'll have to be a bit further back obviously. Um Masters of the Universe. Oh, oh, nice. With yes. Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren.
1: <laughs> I, okay, uh, I, ha- I haven't even heard of it.
0: Uh, oh, my god!
1: Uh, well, it, it's he based Man. on
3: a TV
2: show, He-Man and Masters of the Universe, uh, back in the 80s, where you have He-Man... Was it Adam something? Yeah, uh, Prince, Prince Adam. Prince Adam. Prince Adam. Prince, Adam. Yeah, Prince Adam. And he says, I have the power! And he transforms into this hulking, you know kind of like demigod He-Man yeah by the, he of of <laughs> by the power of Grayskull by oh, the power of Grayskull I have the power it, it, it was awesome
0: Yeah. and when Dolph Said Lundgren it. does it in the film it's very very cringy. it's like what is he doing he does not have the power
4: yeah. uh, that's not the most cringy part
0: though to be fair no no it's, it's, it's like every five minutes is a cringe part it's a cringe fest oh, this yeah. one so good. Especially so as an they adult made,
1: They made a, a real life film yes. of this. It's not it's not like a cartoon. It's no. an actual. Well,
2: it, well, no. it, well, it was a cartoon back in the eighties,
0: and then they made mm-hmm. it into a film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's hilarious. Wow. Cartney, wow. Co- Cartney Cox, isn't it? That's really? Right. Yeah, yes. yeah, Cartney And Cox. Frank
4: Franklin Gala plays Skeletor, and he <laughs> yes.
0: good, yeah, and he has a lot of, though, a lot of role. fun. Like, yeah, you can tell he's <laughs> just having a bit of fun.
4: Yeah, it's kind
2: of like, like Ralph Julia
0: in uh, Street Fighter, almost. Exactly, no, yeah. you're right. Well, I do says. Dick Tracy, you know, that kind of... <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. What,
1: is, what is this film about?
0: Uh, he's like a um, superhuman warrior. Well, he's a prince, he's disguised, but in the film... It, to cut all the print stuff out, it's just He Man all the time. So, this muscular, like, action man that saves the universe and skeletonize his, his enemy is like a skeleton in a,
2: in a cloak, bringing the universe into darkness. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's fun, it's, it's, it's
0: just really good,
2: cheesy fun.
4: Bianca, there's a magical key that has traveled across the universe, yes. and these humans have to get it. To so he man, so he can help save the universe from like the evil people that are. Ch- it's rid- It's a ridiculous yeah. premise, okay? Uh, yeah. But it's perfect for ki- like, for kids. <laughs> like, just I'm sorry. I love I loved that movie of my childhood, it was, <laughs> but it's so ridiculous.
0: Yeah, so that 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 would be why I choose it because the childhood element, obviously. And n- now I'm, I have my own children. You know, I, right. I'd have to show them it again rather than say Howard the Duck. You know, I, I think we'll Ooh. I think we'll just because it likes the cartoon I so I think the, another film's a little bit different but uh, there's no battle cat in this one unfortunately
1: so um, when was it made?
0: late, late 80s I'm going to say
4: 87 I think
0: yeah I say, 87 yeah. that's when all those films came out I think 87
1: yeah I, is it like um, I'm picturing it like Conan is it Conan the barber yeah, kind, got, it's kind got, of yeah so yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's a bit
0: sort of throw away rather silly and because you know.
1: there was a lot of those type of films in the eighties, wasn't there? Where like mm-hmm. Red, was it Red Sonia or yeah, oh, something? Yeah, yeah. I d- I've never seen any of them because that just looks like my idea of utter hell. <laughs> they just <laughs> look really bad, and I just don't think I could watch them. Uh, but they they kind of sound like they're not meant to be taken seriously. No. Yeah, that,
2: that, that's yeah. that's that's the the charm, the overall why it. Was- but why uh, we like it? It's it, it's not meant to be taken seriously. It's meant to just be throwaway fun.
0: But like the I had a crush when I was at the time when I was a kid on Eva Lynn. Uh, and she had like this Meg Foster. The actress got like these crazy eyes. You probably ah. will have seen her. But um, Dolph Lundgren. Oh my goodness me! I, I don't ever expect him to to. Act, so you know, uh, you know, still like still learning <laughs> like Rocky. But um, there's one, li- what's one of the lines he says? He doesn't say a lot, but he says something like, um, "I don't want innocent people to die," <laughs> and it just sounds like, I mean, Skeleton's laughing at him. You can tell. <laughs> but yeah, wow. that's that, that's my childhood sort of, you know, guilty pleasure. Probably have to watch it again with the kids. Oh, uh, Well, I was wink, obviously wink.
1: too busy watching like the fox and the hound
0: yeah all dogs go to heaven
1: or or Matilda as a child so (laughs) uh, all those like happy like girly films like the little princess and the (laughs) women and all that Uh, well you guys were just like having so much more fun than me
4: (laughs) (laughs) full disclosure I uh, actually loved both of the Conan movies growing up it was my it was my oh, introduction yeah. to Arnold Schwarzenegger you know yeah. <laughs> but just just as like a violent fantasy action movie it's just like wow it was like so it wasn't taken seriously yeah it was like a fantasy but it was definitely like vibrant vibe I remember it being pretty vibrantly like visual yeah. as a kid but they, they are I'm sure they
0: better than Masters of the Universe and so is Red Sonja. Yeah. yeah you know the music and everything else so. yeah
3: yeah
1: Wow. Oh, yeah. Well, um, mine was actually my guilty pleasure is not from my childhood. Um, even though I did want to go with Con Air, which is uh, a classic, I think it's probably like the closest I would have got to watching, you know, like your sort of films that your, um, I guess, are more sort of macho films. Because um, I don't know, my parents would were kind of a bit odd about me watching violent movies, so um, I think, I didn't really want to go with Con though, because I've spoken about it before, but I do want, want to go with the Nicolas Cage movie which <laughs> I don't know whether any of you guys heard of, but it's called Vampire's Kiss Yeah.
2: Okay, so I actually saw there's um, uh, there's a scene, well I've, I've never seen the movie, but there was one scene I just looked at last night yeah. Uh it's the scene. one where he, there's this uh Bianca, you probably know what this is. It, it's the scene where uh uh he has Nick has this uh uh, this, uh stewardess or, or
3: uh, secretary? secretary coming in yeah, yeah,
2: secretary. coming in. And he goes off into this odd monologue and he has this weird
0: look in his eyes. It's like yeah, that image that's all I... of all over the internet every day.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: i can see it now oh my eyes
1: (laughs) oh i love it so much um so basically anyone who doesn't want doesn't know why it is it's a film which completely bombed at the box office it was released in 1989 um and it's uh sort of about this this um guy called peter lowe who is played by nick cage and he's, like, the typical yuppie from the 80s, you know, sort of, like, wearing high fashion, you mm-hmm. know, designer clothes, going to all the clubs, doing cocaine, living, like, the high life, and also is mentally insane.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so he's, like, Patrick Bateman.
1: Yeah. So. Um, but he's, <laughs> like, he goes home with just She bites him on the neck while they're having sex, and he thinks that she's a vampire, and she's made him a vampire in the
3: process.
1: (laughs) And so begins the process of him transforming into a vampire. And he gets these fake teeth, and starts running around the streets of New York with these fake teeth (laughs) in his mouth. And he's harassing his poor secretary called Alma, uh, and trying to drink her blood. And he's got this uh, therapist that he goes to sequel um, played by Elizabeth Ashley, and um, my favourite scene is when he's moaning about someone misfiling a file, and he's go he's going reciting the alphabet. And he's like, oh, you know, why would anyone misfile the <laughs> misfile anything? Don't they know the alphabet? And then he starts going. A, B, C, D <laughs> in the most amazing way. It's like getting more and more worked up. And he acts like a child and the therapist is like wow, it's great that you know your <laughs> your alphabet.
3: He's like,
1: yeah, I know my alphabet. But um, the film is absolutely mental. Yeah.
2: It sounds great.
1: It's brilliant though. because it's So... so so bizarre, his performance. <laughs> I can't... Oh, I was watching clips of it today and, oh my gosh, I was <laughs> laughing like an insane person because I can't watch... I don't know whether it's meant to be straight drama or a comedy. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so I actually confu- have been confusing Vampire's Kiss because I have not seen it with Once Bitten which is, a, which is a comedy with Jim Carrey that revolves around vampires. And I've been told many times to check out Vampire's Kiss because I'm obsessed with American Psycho and, in general, Ellis, so um in relation to his own work. So uh, I definitely need to check it out. But this entire time, I thought it was that Jim Carrey comedy where he's, they're trying to turn him into a vampire. So uh, I'm done. But uh,
1: <laughs> Well, Vampire's Kiss would make a great double bill with American Psycho. Yeah. Because they're set in the same times and like the characters are kind of the same. <laughs> yeah, a, right.
4: kind of happy dumb.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I just love the fact that um, there's some really great moments in the film, but there's this one bit where um, Nicholas Cage eats a live cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he actually—I was read up about—he actually did that scene. Twice, so he ate a like.
2: a cockroach twice.
1: Yeah, two cockroaches. Method. It's yeah. a
2: method so, actor. I'm telling you,
0: method.
1: Yeah, he's proper nuts in this film. Like, oh, but um, the reason I watched this film was actually in college, in college, and university. For um, I did a module called stars and performances. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> the worst, like, example of, like, an over-the-top performance and it's over-the-top with, like, oh my God, I, I don't know what he was trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's proper mental. So, uh, that that's my guilty pleasure um, because I don't know any, anything with Nic- Nicolas Cage feels guilty to me. <laughs>
2: No, I think Nick Cage was just, was just Nick Caging the hell out of it before it became, you know, his shtick.
1: Yeah, definitely. But he's such a good actor in other films, like. Oh in yeah, other definitely. Roles, um, like leaving Las, uh, Las Vegas mm-hmm. and bringing out the dead. But, yeah. Um, I'm raising Arizona, which it's a classic. Um, and was sort of made at the same time as Vampire's Kiss, so you're just like, how can he do one performance like that and then the next do a crazy performance where he's running around catching pigeons, big <laughs> <wearing laughs> white, big <fake> vampire teeth?
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, I, it's poor, it's just... poor Nicolas Cage and. Poor, you know, getting into tax issues and having to basically just work. Yeah. Because <laughs> now he's just doing straight to DVD, straight just to chatted,
0: DVD, shit. Yeah. About, yeah. <laughs> you know?
4: I mean, because if you look at the '90s, it was pretty great for Nicolas Cage, but then he also did things like Face Off, and no offense, Bianca, yeah. but Con Air, and I just. <laughs> Those are brilliant
1: uh, films.
4: I, I love Con Air. I love watching it every time it's on ca- cable, but I'm not, I am not. don't know that I would literally sit down and put it in my DVD player, uh-huh. but um, I enjoy it a lot.
1: Uh, well, so, okay, now we're going to get more controversial, and this oh, is good. where I expect there to be some sort of, like, angry words being said, um, <laughs> uh, some swearing,
0: yep. you know,
1: people falling out.
0: Um, over. Fun is over, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That's> just, <laughs> it, hey, shit gets
2: real now.
1: Yeah. All right, roll <laughs> up your sleeves. Let's get ready for, for a battle. Um, so what are some of critically acclaimed movies that you absolutely hate? Oh. I'm
2: okay. oh, sorry. Will, uh, who wants to go first? I'll, you I I... you, you okay. go first. Uh,
1: <laughs> so okay, we can you know, all, all get yeah. it out of the way.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, so I'm pretty sure Robin. Robin Wright probably knows. We'll probably know this one. Um, this is now full disclosure. Uh, when I first saw this in 2011, uh, I wasn't really. It, 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 I wasn't exactly sure what to expect. This is only about the second time I've seen one of this man's fil- one of this man's films, and before I left the. The, um, what I did before, and okay, I'll just say it right now Terrence Malick. Yeah, this is about was. Terrence Malick. <laughs> uh, so I liked The New World. Uh, I really, really loved The New World. When I saw it in, in 2005, and I thought, wow, this is really, really great, beautiful, um, engrossing filmmaking.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: And when I heard he was doing uh, The Tree of Life, I was like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. this might be a Right in my alley. Um, I've heard nothing but extraordinary things about the film. That it's revolutionary. That it, it, it's absolutely brilliant. It's like you know, okay, well, let's let's take a chance on this. So I go to the local indie art house theater in my hometown. Pay a ticket, see the movie. Twenty minutes later, I'm like, "What the fuck am I watching?" <laughs> I'm just like, uh, "Okay, it's it's." It, it, Absolutely, I think this moment's like, oh, crap! It's gonna, it's that kind of movie. It's art for art's sake. It's pretentious bullshit. <laughs> uh, and it's like, you know what? I, 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 and here's the thing: um, I actually didn't walk out in that in that in that movie, and I almost wish I had <laughs> just to say, you know what? Can I get my money back, please? Uh, but here's the thing, when I, um, I know I hated it when I when I first saw it. It was like, wow, this is such a waste of fucking time. And then and then I just feel like, you know what, I could give it another shot, uh, like about a year later, I'll give this another shot, I'll watch it again, and I still, and I still have that feeling of, okay, what is he trying to say, what the Fuck is this movie about? Why (laughs) is there a why? Why are there dinosaurs in this movie? And and there's a scene where there's a dinosaur that goes to tries to kill something. It's like, and it lifts up its it's, it's ball and just lets it go. Like, yeah, no, that that shit wouldn't happen. (laughs) You don't know that you went there. And I, I'm, 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 I'm like trying to like it. I'm trying to understand this movie. And it's just like, yeah, no, no. Uh, I'm just not a fan. And.
1: I, I've never seen it. I don't even know what it's about. Um, I haven't. Either, actually,
0: people that I've have seen it don't know what it's about, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It,
1: it, well... It's got dinosaurs in it? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it sounds it's like, like it should be thing. great. It's... I mean, I love dinosaurs. <laughs> well,
2: here, here's the thing, it, it, it's, uh, it's about this uh, guy played by Sean Penn, his brother just died, and he's having this existential crisis about his life, and then it flashes back toward uh, his time as a, as a young boy in Texas with uh, Brad Pitt and Justin, uh, and how he grew up, yet yeah, it's never really focuses about that aspect in his life, it kind of kind of just goes off into different other different things and then there's this this section where it, it the movie just stopped dead and it goes strip straight, straight into the creation of the universe and like what? okay this is this is neat but what does this have to do with what 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 he's trying to say and it's just this unfocused mess yeah. and it's just like what, what's he what, what's he what's he trying to say what is he what's what's the overall goal and it just
4: feels like it's just it is Pretty much art for the sake of art. Well, well if, you've, if okay. you have watch other Terrence Malick movies? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you, you said you watched the New World; you really liked it. Yeah, I, mean, I kind of think that's his 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 deal. Uh, Terrence Malick, you know, I think is the American Godard in that he had this great period in the seventies. You know, he had, um, you know, he had Badlands. He had Days of Heaven. Right. Two, I mean, yeah. two ext- like historically profound films.
1: Um, two of my favorite films. Yeah, of all me time.
4: too. My, two of mine all-time favorite films. But he is someone who's like this PhD in like it, some some field unrelated to film. Like, and he is a kind of a he just drifts off for years. He didn't make a movie for twenty years until he did the Thin Red Line, I think, um, in the nineties. And so he he kind of really does his own thing. And I, I I watched his other film, Night of Cups, which came out a couple years oh, ago with Christian yeah. Bale. And a lot of people hated it because it, it was the same kind of, like, drifting, kind of, like, listless narrator. I don't know if The Tree of Life is like that. If It, it, it is. Just. Oh, it
2: is. It is so like that all the way through it. And then there's another yeah. movie. I decided to just give Malik one more shot, and it was uh, To the Wonder. It's like, you know mm. what? Yeah, after that, it's like, no, I'm done with Malik. I can't. <laughs> it's like, you know, hey, the new world was fine. I'll yeah. have That's going to help the place in my heart. So very very his last, good, his last film is just it's just, it's just he's just gone off the deep end yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah it was better when he was when he made films uh, you know, long distance waited, it, and now he's like just chaining one out a year and just like i'm even sick of the cinematography you know the yeah it, nobody really shoots it's like just, that it's but. just really sad cuz i think just
2: the Emmanuel is easily probably the best dp in the business and how he plays of light and shadow and color is mm. really spectacular, and it's a it's just a wonder to watch. But there's when there's no context or subtext or something that really connects to the film, it just feels like it's a painting for the for the sake of making a painting. It just feels yeah. like it's it's just there just to say, "Oh, look at me! I'm a I'm an artist." Without any you know, without anything really interesting to say.
4: Yeah, I well, kind of love that because it's sort of. Of a, I mean, that's almost like an old school, you know, kind of identity as an artist. It's like this is this is my work. Take take out of it what you can. But yeah, I mean, I can I can understand that frustration because it is a little bit like banging your head against the wall. And um, <laughs> yeah. when I get to my 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 choice here for you know acclaimed movies that I, I just can't get into. Uh, you know, I'm su- I'm sure uh, you know I'm sure you guys will disagree with me, but I, you know yeah. I run into that same thing. So I think it just comes down to like. Can, you know is there enough there for you to appreciate and enjoy right. or is there just you know that experience is just like come on man give me something <laughs> mm. right?
1: Mm. well let's have you, your pick then Rob
4: okay. come on. yeah mine uh, is actually oh sorry
1: no I want uh, I It's it. there more than one or is there no, just one well
4: it just oh. one in mind right now is um, David Lynch's Mulholland Drive oh. I, oh. I've, I've never seen that really that's
1: my, my pick as
4: well. <laughs> okay. I absolutely <laughs> fucking hate Mulholland oh, Ryan. Okay? No, thank about you. Thank things, you. It's about all the things that I like. It's about Hollywood and, you know, making it in the business and the dream of, of becoming someone and that sort of dark, you know, story of what what really happens when you get there. You know, what the, what the actual reality is of your experience. I, I love that but the way the story is told, the way that it is fleshed out, the okay. way that he uh, you know uh, uh, weighs the the movie down by these scenes that just uh, in my mind have no place in that I I am so unbelievably <laughs> frustrated whenever I watch that movie and I and I love the actors in like I love so much about it but I yeah. the whole thing just does not work. It does not come together and I just I, <laughs> I I can't believe I'm saying this. I want to throw the movie against the wall, like the physical copy <laughs> of it, and just be like, no, as it's on the floor. No. Anyway, uh-uh.
3: <laughs>
4: it's like a dog that, that,
2: like, that, makes, uh, a mess. that makes
1: that that makes Number one
2: on, 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 on all the
4: carpets, like, no. No.
2: Bad, bad, bad
1: movie. Bad movie. <laughs> I was
4: playing at a local cinema like a couple months ago, and I was going to go and see it, and then I just decided to sit at home and watch it, and it's was like, no, it would have been a waste of money. I hate this movie. I hate it. <laughs> Jesus okay I'm done <laughs> I love
1: it I love the brand well yeah I that's my pick as well like honestly uh, we there's some great performances like Naomi Watts is amazing in that film and I, I love her audition scene that's just some of the best acting I've ever seen but oh my god so boring so unbelievably boring. It gets to a part where it gets—it's like I think he reached a point where it's like, I don't know where I want to go with this. Now I'm going to add some surreal elements in it, and the whole—what really lost me was the whole lesbian sort of thing that went with their relationship, because then I thought it was just being a bit unnecessary. Like it felt like, oh, I'm just going to put this in there to, you know, everybody you know, to make sex it up a bit you know, it just didn't seem very realistic in that sense, I know it's a David Lynch film and everything, it's not meant to be real- realistic, but that was mm. my main problem with that film because it was just totally unexpected and just didn't work well, okay,
4: been, so been, I'm sorry, go ahead uh, Would it be like something to like at least seek
2: out once just to kind of get your perspective on it, Mulholland Drive? Because I've yeah. never seen this movie, and it'd be, at least it sounds interesting.
1: Oh, it's in a interesting. It like maybe, yeah.
2: you know, you take what you want from it, you either love it or hate it, because that's the kind of movie I kind of, I, I do at least like seeing once. Yeah. To see where I stand.
1: Well, I I like the most of it, the majority of the film, up until a certain point where it just loses me, and then that's it it's like that's should have just stopped there Uh like and i think it's really beautifully shot it's got some really creepy moments in it but then the creepy moments don't go anywhere there's that really weird scene outside the diner and that like they're in the diner talking about dreams or something two guys and Mm. then there's like that weird thing appears out of nowhere (laughs) it's just like what i don't get it it's like I I think he, he was going to develop it as a TV show originally. Yeah. And I can see that he probably wanted to do more and explore that and but I just think well you then abandon it or you know went on to make a film so why leave that in why not just cut that bit out and center on the the other bits it just didn't seem ah uh, I don't know. You know
4: what I find disappointing about it is that I constantly criticize uh, a lot of modern directors for not for their lack of atmosphere and tone and mood in movies. Because and I feel like David Lynch has that in Spades. He has. He has. I mean, that movie. I think he's really trying to, to say what the what the sort of feeling can be like in Hollywood when you're
3: yeah. um,
4: pursuing the dream. How alienating it can feel, and how just how it can morph from this you know, dream pursuit to a nightmare. Uh, Mm. I get all of that. I get it. I just don't like it. (laughs) You know, I just don't like what he, he was able to sort of create with it. So I, I, and I do love his attempt to try, to try to uh, really infuse that with the feeling of the movie, because that's something that a lot of, a lot of directors just don't do anymore or or do poorly. Um, So I definitely want to, want to showcase that. Like I, I got the movie. Like I really, (laughs) I feel like it, it, it hit home, it just, it wasn't effective, and it just, it didn't, it, it didn't carry me along emotionally, or have me invested in, in the characters, so, it just, yeah, it, I just, <laughs> it is a frustrating movie for me to, to try to, uh, to like, or to get into.
0: <laughs> well, wow. Robin?
1: your response? Well,
0: that's the end of this week's podcast. <laughs> T-
1: tune in next week when me and Rob won't be here. Yeah, we're, we're two, <laughs> two
0: people down. Um, so we're going to just move on to my high choices now. Um, <laughs> but I don't really have... Uh, well, I've got films that were critically acclaimed that I didn't... Um, that didn't like, like Get Out was probably the recent one. Everyone was raving about it forever. It just didn't do it for me. You know, I appreciated what it did, I appreciate everything. I'm glad it won the Oscar. But, but that's not my choice. But I don't really have one like that. I have two films that were not very well received by promising directors. Um, I'll start with the first one and I'll do the other one last um, The Village. Which Ugh. I have a real soft spot for, and I, I know that's right. and that's. But so it's kind of guilty pleasure here to Love it. It's like all three. <laughs> very very mixed reviews, but it was kind of like M Night Shyamalan. Where the deep end, yeah, is um just started his descent after the Sixth Sense, which is where he peaked, and just his descent into, you know, like Terrence Malick. If you look at Malick in context, Tree of Life is actually one of his best films. Um... Because the films he's made since, it's just like for me they are not not very good at all.
4: Song at songs.
0: And, oh, yeah. just I was watching it. I was I wanted. I don't like stopping films. I don't like walking out of films. And yeah. but this film, I sat with my wife and she she'd had enough. And I was like, <laughs> I, I have to finish it. But it's like it's like you're starving, you commit? but you can't eat <laughs> for two hours. It's like that. So, but we've yeah. Obviously, M Night's similar. Knowing that now is. I mean, the split was kind of a little bit of a comeback, but, I mean, the, these last films, the Will Smith one, and the, uh, the happening, and that... Uh, mm. It just <laughs> needs to stop. Yeah. But The Village, for me, it's like... This film's gradually got worse, but I think The Village is probably up there for me with near Unbreakable. That's mm. just me. Um, the Howards, the people that make it, which is by Dallas Howard, who I don't think has ever been better. Apart yeah. apart from maybe the Black Mirror episode, and mm. uh, James Newton Howard's score is like—it's just one of the best scores ever in the history of cinema. Hillary Hillary Hahn on violin—it's like it's so good. I want my daughter to learn violin and play, <laughs> and play like that for me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a bit—it's a mess of a film. You know, it's it's, it's flawed, it's pretentious, pacing. Has you know, he,
2: what, here's the thing. Sorry, is, is that, Sorry. You know that the village I think I feel kind of just starts out really very strong. Yeah. Uh, it's very mm. it's it's well paced, it's creepy, there's it it feels like yes, it's it's a, it's a it's an M. Shen one movie. It generally does scare you yeah. and then it gets to the uh twist. Oh, it's a twist, isn't it?
1: It yes. just ruins the it. It is. Oh but yes, it, it's, it not just, it's, it's it's like it's ones
2: the- that just feels so preposterous, it's like it's like what? It's Where not even like
0: from? executed like a *Twist* lake. It, it does it in the uh, what's the one after it did, did *After* uh, *Lady in the Water*. Oh, yeah.
3: oh my god! god. Yeah. My mom loves that movie, water. and I can't—I just take her
0: to task
4: every time she's everything about, about, it. I'm about like, it. Mom, it's not a good oh. movie. I'm
1: sorry. Oh, okay. I like *The Lady in the Water*.
4: <laughs>
3: no, wow. Okay. Hey, see
4: this? <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but no. I,
1: it. it I like it.
4: The, the I like the fairy tale. Right. But the interesting part in that movie, to be not to be rude here, but the, it, to me, the most interesting part of that movie is Paul Giamatti's character and yeah. his, like, past and his, his loss and his, you know, his sort of pain that he's kind of going through. That's why, like, the whole story, you know, opens up and, yeah. he, you know, he meets this creature or whatever. But, like, I, I just never got into it. It was just like, why do I, okay, to be honest, why do I care? It comes up so many right. times in my head. but.
0: Anyway, I'm sorry. And it is like a it is like a join the dots that film. It's like someone's mimicking M Night. Like oh, a, <laughs> but in the village, the, the thing with that is it's it's a perfect, decent film, great performances. It's got some great, great cast, great score. But the twist is like rather than just like giving you that impact like the sixth sense or Unbreakable, it just sort of says, uh, here, here's here's the twist. Here it is." Yes. But, but I don't want it handed to me. I want you to knock me off my socks like you did with The Sixth Sense. But it's just like, can't be bothered. And there's like two little twists, isn't they? That, you know, they keep the, the monster suits hidden and then they're, they're the monsters. And, and and it's too early for that in the film. Because by then you're like, well, where are we going to go now? But the Howards, I, the Howards save it for me.
1: Yeah, I don't know why it didn't even need that twist at all, I don't think. It could have worked perfectly fine like the the first twist like the second twist wasn't needed or do you know what I mean
0: yeah it just didn't have an impact it it could have been a great twist like that's a really good idea but it's just like Mm. oh oh, it's modern day okay I don't
1: get that though how could that how could that have happened there's no way it's not possible no because you know someone would have got over in like a helicopter or airplane yeah. a drone or something
2: yeah M. Night M. wrote and directed and produced the film himself so a lot of it all the blame does go on him for uh, for for not for, for that pothole, that huge pothole. I I I I mm. I don't know. It's like he had a really good movie there, and then he just kind of just wanted to be clever. That's the only way I can really describe it. Mm -hmm. He tried to be too clever and just pissed a lot of people off while doing it.
1: But it's a much better film than The Happening, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or Or the Last Airbender, definitely. Oh,
4: yeah. I mean, I watched um, The Village in theaters. I went to see it when I was sixteen, and Sitting there watching it, I was, and then when the twist happens, I was just pissed. I was because I was actually enjoying the movie, and then I, I'm i like, "This is this. Why did they do that? <laughs> why did they? So, and I, I have a, I actually have a soft spot. Even I can't believe I'm saying that. I have a soft spot for M Night Shyamalan because he films almost all his movies in pennsylvania if not in and around philadelphia so that's kind of a cool Mm. like whatever where i'm from but i don't think he's made a good movie since unbreakable uh i saw split last year and while i really i enjoyed aspects of it i i I don't know i'm still kind of undecided on it i think i have to watch it another time to really (laughs) solidify my opinion but um at least that was a bit of a you know, kind of, a, like, something different f- from him, so, even yeah. though it was kind of returning to something of the past.
0: Yeah. Mm. But it was a return yeah. to some kind of form, at least, so... Yeah. Right. But it's got a lot making up to do, I think. After Earth. I mean, come on. I agree. Oh. The hell? Yeah. yeah. So I'm stuck. That was...
1: That, I've never seen it, but the trailer was enough for me. Like, I think I was watching something else in the cinema, and the trailer came on for After Earth, and I was just like, oh... Do, oh my nope. god. What?
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 the trailer wasn't wasn't good, and then just seeing it is even worse, honestly.
1: <laughs> oh, I can't stand the trailer, so, yeah, definitely gonna not that <laughs> so, um, Okay, well, is there any more? Anyone else want to say anything controversial? Because I thought those were pretty tame.
0: Well, you did good. I've, well, I've got my, my last one is like my, my big one, but I mean if. Ooh, uh, okay. I'm, okay. Let's have it. Let's
1: have it. Come on then.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, so, Neon Demon, the Neon Demon. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I don't know how much I like it, and I don't know how much I hate it. <laughs> it's but I'll tell you I'll tell you the awfulness of it first of all. Um, Keanu Reeves is in it. And he plays a character that's. It's sort of it's strongly insinuated that he's like a rapist and the girl's underage, and then he puts. Um, have you seen it by the way? No, oh, I haven't. I don't oh, know. No, seen seen are, I love it. These absolutely. These aren't really spoilers, but yeah, the there's one where he puts a knife in Elle Fanning's mouth, and it's almost like you know the sexual thing going on, and it's just and there's another scene, This is the this is the worst one. Um, I can't remember her name now. The, the other actress in it, Gina Malone. Uh, she works in a morgue. Oh yeah, and yeah. she uh, gets on top of the body and and uh, has her win. Yeah, and it's not to speak. It's those type of scenes that not have any context. I mean, if it had been in like a one of those seventies films that was banned, you'd maybe think, oh, well, they were, they were in a we were in affairs then, or it has some context because it's about a maniac. But it isn't about Maniac. And it's like, what's going on? Um, those scenes are the things that stand out and they're just you're watching it and just want to punch Reffin in the, in his face. <laughs> but but not as much as um, the film I did before, which Bianca mentioned yesterday. Um, oh, only, only God, God, God Forgives, me. which just was so frustrating. Just this guy walking I, uh... about. Both of them just walking about. Every now and then he likes to cut someone's leg or... Oh, but Neon Demon it's positives it's got a brilliant score by Cliff Martinez it's so good the music it just sucks you in and that's where reference succeeds in like this the, atmos- the atmosphere and the cinematography by a woman uh, Natasha I think it's Pereira oh okay, and you just can't take your eyes off the screen even if you I'll tell you what happens at the end but the, the end scene's so weird. But the whole thing's like a kind of like Mulholland Drive is like that like waitress goes to Hollywood thing story. And this is similar to that in the model industry you know, the bitchiness between people and it's elevated. Um, but it just feels like Weapon's a bit out of his depth. He should make, he'd make really good commercials and he'd make really, really good pop videos. But I don't think he's a very good storyteller and he, he fails massively on that.
1: What what is it about, then?
0: Well, it's
2: about this young woman who is an aspiring model, Mm -hmm. and she gets her big break uh, with uh, Jenna Malone and some other uh, models, and then she blows up and becomes this huge, kind of lovely, uh, big-time model, and everyone else around her becomes extremely jealous of her good looks.
0: They're all old now, like the mid-twenties. <laughs> but it's like yeah. that, kind of like she's a new kid on the block. She's, the other models are very bitter about it. And that's, you know, that's captured very well. But Yeah,
2: and then there, uh, how, how do I at the end uh, I don't uh, you, know what, that, that, you know what, that's something I don't want to spoil, but um, uh, something happened <laughs> and it just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's very.
0: Uh, <laughs> it's like the weirdest metaphor ever in it. It's yes, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, put it that way. Can you see my but picture? I, yet, I I yeah, it. yeah. That's yeah. that's a clue. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um. I, yeah.
1: but this, the thing is, I really like Drive.
0: Oh, Drive's brilliant. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. it's, brilliant. Yeah. It, it, it's
2: one of the best films of, of the last decade
1: I want to say I love that film but then I watched Only God Forgives and then I was like no, no I just can't I, I, I've yeah. got Neon Dime, uh, Demon uh, to watch yep. and it's still in a wrapper like the DVD I'm just like eh, maybe one you know, day
0: it's worth watching just because of the experience and I'm, I'm fairly certain I'm going to write something about it because I need to get it out off my chest but don't, <laughs> don't ask me to rate it because I won't
4: well, I actually, I really want to see Only God Forgives now, because it's, I've been, I've been oh, sort of no. postponing no, you don't. it. No, you <laughs> do Since it, since you it don't. became available on, like, Netflix, like, three years ago, it's been in my Oh, don't, don't. And I Whatever haven't do, watched it. Don't do it. <laughs> but, um, I, and I'm kind of a contrarian when it comes to movies. Like, I tend to like movies that a lot of people don't. I also, I also, you know, the opposite is also true, but, mm. um, I, I'm kind of, kind of interested in watching it now. I kind of want to check it out, but...
1: I just don't get... The thing is, with Only God Forgives It, it, mm-hmm. it has an interesting, like, premise to it, and... I think, oh, okay, this could be a really good story if done well. It's mm. just so boring.
0: Kristen Scott Thomas is, yeah.
2: is, is brilliant, brilliant, is brilliant and It's it, extremely, well. extremely mean-spirited. Yeah, I kind of like that, but, uh, it, you know... It okay.
1: made me feel very <laughs> uncomfortable watching it. Yeah. And... I didn't like that, and I'm not. I don't mind a bit of violence and gore mm. and everything, but that just didn't feel like it was necessary at all. Yeah. I mean,
4: have you seen uh, Irreversible by Gaspar? Oh and I?
0: my goodness, yeah. Mm, what a film! No, I mean,
4: that I, that yeah. scene—if you know what I'm talking about—that yeah, scene know. is just so unbelievably like harrowing, and that movie is kind of hard to take anyway. Separate from that, it's just such a like. It's a. I don't know. It's almost like. Consciousness being captured, you know, know, as a, as like this, uh, you know, because because like the opening scene is this like you're trying to figure out what you're even seeing, what you're even being shown. So um, yeah, that's I mean that's a hard movie to take, even without the the uh, really awful violent rape scene. But um, no, I I uh, I'm just open to like ch- I guess challenging movies. I guess, but if it's you know you can you can go there and it not be good. You know, you can make a Serbian film. You know, mm. you can make something that shocks people, but isn't good. It doesn't. It doesn't say true to its characters or you know what's going on. So, yeah. mm. but um. I don't know. I haven't seen it, so I have to.
0: <laughs> well, it's weird because you got you. You can criticize for, for the the so the violence seems a bit, a bit pointless, and, and mm-hmm. you've got you've got um, Ryan Gosling just wandering about. You've got this. Really vicious bad guy wandering about. It's shot. Really... You can almost be describing Drive, but it's and it's but it's so different. It's just like so empty. Mm-hmm. And there's a. isn't really spoiling it, but this Ryan Gosling's like he said. It's like wait, right, I'm going to fight you, like fist to fist, and the bad guy just batters him. And it's like what's going on here? That's that does not happen. Ryan Gosling should win this fight. And it's little stuff like that that he kind of he thinks he's tipping yeah. it on its head, but he's not. It's just frustrating, yeah.
1: There's no reward to watching that film. The, the only ends, reward oh. is anger.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm in a really bad mood now. <laughs> I'm going to watch the Neon Demon again. <laughs> I'm in uh,
3: yeah, because, try, try I mean, drive. Yeah, drive is a good I, one.
4: And the Neon Demon, that, just the storyline from what I'm hearing is that's a pretty uh, familiar trope in horror. You know, like the young Starlet like going to Hollywood. And you know the town and/or the people in the town trying to basically suck their youth and vitality yeah. out of them. Yeah, you know they're basically vampires, <laughs> even if it's emotional vampires. So um, yeah,
2: it and kind I mean that
1: sounded like showgirls to me.
4: <laughs> ah, no,
2: <laughs> oh, it's <bad> not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh okay, <laughs> because showgirls is pretty fun. Uh, it's a bad movie, a... but it's yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> um. So. Jonathan, what's your pick? Oh, for um, bad films, you just can't get out of your head. Oh, oh, uh,
2: you know, this is more like a series of bad movies. Movies, uh, the Transformers sequels. <laughs> like, you know, here's the thing. You know what? I I get the Transformers movies because um, I get I, them. I get well, the I, I get the appeal. I get the appeal I understand why people like them. And it's robots, you know, beating the crap out of one, beating the crap out of each other. Um,
0: in disguise.
2: In disguise <laughs> right. uh, if you're like me, if you're like me, who kind of grew up in the '90s or watched eight some '80s cartoons, Transformers. Those were those were fun. So, I yeah. I, I, I get that appeal of seeing you know your favorite characters on the big screen and that kind of thing. Uh, I even get some of uh some of Michael Bay's uh go-to tricks uh just <clears throat> the way the way the, the movie looks. They all look they all look really good with the sun with the sweeping sunsets and sunrises and the American flag draping over. Oh,
3: it's And so nice. their
2: hardware. I get that. I I understand that because that speaks to the um uh you know, teenage teenage boy in me. (laughs) But at the same time, these movies are just... These sequels are just so life-sucking and just so dull and cynically made.
1: And so long.
2: And so goddamn long, yes. Uh, It's just like, wow! um, But one... I think if I could choose one movie uh, out of these sequels that, yeah, that one I just can't shake and it's terrible... Yeah, uh, that would probably be Age of Extinction, <laughs> it's uh,
1: just... is that the one with Mark Wahlberg? Yep. Where yeah, he's inventor or something.
2: Yeah, he—he. He pl- okay, have you seen the uh, the happening when he yeah. played uh, uh, Yeah. School to... Science feature. Tried to in like my sleep. What? Yes. No. It, it's it's like he, he he acts just like that in, uh... Speech
1: <laughs> in quotation
2: marks. But yeah, quotation marks. Yeah, 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 And I'm using that in the loosest, the loosest of terms. Uh, again, it, it looks nice, but you know what? That's like saying all the Transformers movies look nice. Here, it's just like... It just feels like Bay doesn't really give a shit at this point. Because <laughs> he's, like, throwing... Well, assuming that he actually gave a shit before. Um... <laughs> I mean, there's product placement all all over the place for uh, Budweiser, and Bud-, and Bud Light, or something, Bud Light, and, and uh, Beats Audio, and it's just okay. it Just feels like I'm being I'm being sold, like, I'm being sold a bunch of crap in, in, in a long, in an overlong com, commer- an overlong advert on on television, and uh, and then there's this added, hey, we have to have. Um, The third act, where it's set in, uh, I think it's somewhere in China or Asia. Asia somewhere. Yeah, because hey, we have because hey, we got to get the Asian market in there. Got to have some pop stars in there. Got, got to get them after this movie. (laughs) It's like, wow, this is such. It's just so. It just sucks all the joy of what I liked of why why I enjoy going to see, you know, kind of big budget movies.
1: Yeah. And what's that weird um, storyline with his daughter in it? Who's yes. dating that guy and it's like she's 17 and he's yes. 20 something and there's like a whole yes. explanation about why it's okay. There's like some loophole in the law. Yes.
2: Yes. And, and, and this is really interesting. Uh, the actress was actually 19 and she's playing a 17 year old girl. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking the whole time. Michael Bay is basically kind of lusting over a a, a girl that's underage in this movie. Mm. I can't begin to tell you just how creepy that is. I mean, <laughs> even Frank Frank Miller would tell him, "Okay, you got to it the fuck down, pervert." <laughs> it's it's so, so creepy.
0: Even Woody so Allen creepy. would be like, "Whoa." <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Come Tony,
1: Tony, <laughs> on, man. Come on. <laughs> that's just, that's stepping over the line just yeah, a little it's bit. A <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's just so weird as well. It's just like, n- no, no, we don't need that. Uh, uh-huh. Why? Oh, it just makes me want to go shower. <laughs> uh-huh. So, Rob, what about you? What's a bad movie that you just can't get out of your head?
4: Oh, my. um, You know, I have a real problem with The English Patient. Um... <laughs> I know that Robin wrote that really extensive review about, you know, um, I mean, it took him <laughs> a long, long time to, just get, to get that published. And, uh, but yeah, I, it's just a problematic movie for me, um, about characters that I just do not connect with. I just can't, I just can't find a way into that, into that arduous, long narrative. And I just, um, it's just not for me, but I, I absolutely, with, with a passion, despise it. <laughs> it's just not. It has nothing for me. It's just, I can't, no. I can't. If, it, if I would have been, like, a moviegoer, uh, I think it came out in, like, 96 or something, but yeah. Yeah. I, I just wouldn't have gone. I couldn't have seen it. I would have walked out of the theater. I just, it's, why do I care? Sorry,
0: I'm done. Okay. Go, go, <laughs> go read my piece. Go look at my piece again. Go on, off you go. Okay.
1: Go educate yourself.
0: Don't make right. any you comments there, please.
1: Okay. <laughs> it's like you have to do lines. Why is the English patient good? Like hundred lines.
4: Also, connective <laughs> tissue. And I know this is this is definitely controversial, but I, it's okay. I don't care. Um, Schindler's List. I hate it. I hated Schindler's what? List.
0: No, oh, bro, my favorite ridiculous. character,
4: my favorite character was Ralph Fine. Okay, he was my favorite character. Okay, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and I, I know that's terrible to say, but oh, seriously, I, I your favorite it's... character was a fucking Nazi. <laughs> I, I understand. I understand. <laughs> he was a Nazi. I get it. Um, <laughs> what he is was the most entertaining again? character, though? Come on, no, I'm just uh, but, no. The movie, like I and I even read what Stanley Kubrick had to say about it while he was still alive. He was saying that, like, it's not really a movie about the Holocaust. It's a movie about a man who you know who you know saved these people during the holocaust and like i thought that was kind of like an interesting distinction where it was like you're you're basically watching you know this man experience this uh, this event history that we all kind of look back on and, and reflect on and the i mean i they made us watch it like in 11th grade you know i was so i was like 16 11th grade history class and like, I got why I was supposed to care, but I understood that from the, you know, the history. Books. So, I, it just wasn't a movie that appealed to me on a lot of different levels. Um, and, I, I, again, I know that's controversial, but it just it just wasn't for me.
0: That's about as controversial as you can get, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I hit, Might hit, as well, I hit that Might as well film we hit the hit to 15, to 15. 15. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Why don't you just go kick a puppy to death, Rob?
4: <laughs> right. Well, I know I can't accuse Spielberg of being too sentimental here. I mean that's just I am not even gonna go there, but um, but I, I do I find it interesting like in that in that piece that Kubrick uh, wrote, he did say that, you know, he definitely would not have been at you know, as sentimental or as you know, he would have made a different move. And yeah. so I, mm. I, I like thinking about stuff like that. I like thinking about, okay, what would this have been in, in another director's hands or, you know, what could it have been? But again, Steven Spielberg is an amazing director and, like, I, who cares what I think, you know? But, um, yeah, Schindler's List, just not for me.
1: Uh, what about The Pianist? What's your sort of opinion on that? Because they're kind I, of the same... Both those films are the films that we watched in history... Mm-hmm. Uh, when studying that period, so
4: I have not seen it yet. I'm sorry to say, I need okay. to, I, it's on my list, but um, I have not watched it. The Adrian Brody movie, or are you mm. talking about the piano? No, no, no. no, the, no, no the, the, the Roman, Roman Polanski
1: movie. one. Yeah, yeah,
4: no, I haven't seen it yet, and, and um, I love you know. I'm a big fan of Chinatown, so I definitely want to check it out just for uh, sake of Polanski. But no, it um, I haven't seen it yet. It's but it's it's been on my list for a while to check out.
1: Okay. Oh, I would be interested to see which, whether you had the same reaction to it as
4: yeah. you did. And I need to sh- rewatch. To be fair, I need to rewatch Schindler's List. You know, I haven't seen it probably since I was in my early twenties, so I'm mm-hmm. sure I have a different take on it now.
2: There's a reason. for that, honestly. For, just uh, for me at a personal level, level, I absolutely love Schindler's List, but it's like, it's one of those movies. Like, you know what? I never, I, I never want to watch that. Ever Mm. again because it's 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 not an easy movie. It's it's a hard movie to watch
4: for me. Yeah, Requiem for a Dream is that movie for me. Is like I've seen it three times and I'm like I don't need to see it again.
1: (laughs) I don't want to ever see it. So yeah, uh, uh, I just can't. Um, So okay, well that was controversial. That's rough.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't didn't (laughs) see that coming.
1: No. Oh my god! It's shocking. Well,
0: uh... it's like a podcast directed by M. Night Shaman.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that was a, that was the twist. Actually, that was a bit be- better. A twist better than... twist
2: than, than the village. It was, yeah, <laughs> it's Spectacular.
1: So um, my pick is the room. Ah, um... oh,
3: yay!
1: <laughs> You're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think like. Oh, my God, it's such a bad movie. Like, (laughs) just, I don't know what it's about. We were saying, like, Mulholland Drive was confusing. The Room takes it to another level. Like, what is that film about? (laughs) So bizarre. Um, What I love about it, though, is that I, I actually am probably going to write about it for the site. I think it should be taught. In for film studies as a way not to make a film Yeah. <laughs> like you should have all these films that you should be watching in film studies uh, to be like Sisters and Kane Godfather, <laughs> Taxi Driver, Raging Bull you know, Seven Samurai Breathless, all that and then you should have The Room <laughs> and that should be like your example of how not to make a film <laughs> because there's some really weird editing in that movie um i was watching it and there's this bit where they ha- uh, the actresses are having this conversation i don't even know what the conversation is about oh, like,
2: okay. is it what is it like the conversation where it's like oh yeah i got the results back i definitely have cancer <laughs>
1: yeah it's like oh, what <laughs> and then it never comes back like right that that's it's like just an average conversation like oh how are you doing well i I definitely got the results back it's it's cancer (laughs) yeah (laughs) that and then no reaction at all it's like that's not how real people have conversations (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah so if i i think we all know what We've heard of the room, right? Yeah. Even if oh, yeah. we haven't seen it, we we've heard of Disaster Artist, it. yeah. We've
2: seen it, it yeah. many times. Yeah, but and I actually saw the movie, the room. It's it's it it is both a masterpiece of craft and yet <laughs> it's just absolutely hilarious. And you go back from how did this movie get made to Oh my god, this thing got made <laughs>
1: Oh, there's just some really strange—I I don't know—decisions that were made, like the the use of green screen um, when yeah. they're on top of that roof, and it's just like, why not just shoot in that on an actual roof?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And it's just a weird like acting in it, and I know that like it's not just. Tommy's acting in it.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: everybody's acting in it.
0: That kid's that kid's terrible.
1: What is that? Oh, what's was yeah. the kid called? <laughs> uh,
0: Den- is Denny or Den- Den- something? Denny. Danny. Okay,
1: Danny. Yeah. Oh my god. It's it but I think he's like thirty or something. He's about to be tra- like playing a kid who's fourteen. <laughs> uh, it's like so obvious that that's like not a fourteen-year-old.
0: Yeah, he texts upstairs, <laughs> doesn't he? takes... Text- Leads upstairs to have sex with her and then Denny comes in and jumps on the bed. Yeah. Like it's a sleepover. <laughs> it's like I've never seen anything like it. It's
1: like, go on now. he's a code. But, I, mean... <laughs> but um, I found some interesting things out about this film when I was researching about it. It originally was a play and then a 500-page book before it came a film. And wow. I can't imagine what those Five hundred pages were about, like it's just mental. Flesh
0: flesh it out more.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, Um, but they wanted also the character of um, Tommy's character um, was going to turn out to be a vampire at the end of it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah.
1: (laughs) Which. I think would have made a lot of sense. <laughs> Just like oh out because
2: he, was because up. he does kind of look like a vampire in it.
1: Yeah, and is the weird accent as well. It's very Eastern European, like very uh, Transylvanian or something. It's bizarre. And uh, <laughs> it was in cinemas for two weeks and it only made $2,000, mm. which uh, I think the budget was like, Something insane, uh, like six hundred thousand dollars or something crazy like that, and there's like massive speculation about where the money came from. Uh, it's just insane, and I think the whole fact of the film is that it's gone on to be to have this cult status hmm. and like these midnight showings. It's kind of like our generation's Rocky Horror.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah. I agree.
1: But it's just not as good as Rocky Horror. (laughs) At least Rocky Horror has some charm to it. This is just like so painful to watch. (laughs) And uh, it's just every time I watch it, like the first time I watched it, I was just like, I I couldn't get through it. Like I couldn't even get like halfway through. And then I was like, is this meant to be serious or meant to? Because it's just the weirdest drama. This like love triangle, <laughs> just like the the most unerotic love scenes as well.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, oh, it's just. And then I watched it again and and again. And then I watched it last night, and I was slightly drunk watching it last night, and I was like laughing my head off, like just from the very beginning to the very end. And there's so many great bits, like the, <laughs> when you go to get the flowers and he's like (laughs) hi doggy (laughs) Uh, and it's like the flower lady is like you're my favourite customer it's just like it's as if the aliens come down and are making a movie or something it just seems totally bizarre but I I thought I would mention it because you know it's the room you know when people think of bad movies I think that's the first one they go to
0: yeah so good it's bad so bad it's good sorry (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so anyway I asked a few people on Twitter mm. What their w- Guilty pleasures were So yeah. I wanted to I think that you guys probably might agree with them So I thought I would just read a few out Okay Because um, I think some of these Are actually quite good um, So we've got um, film Momatic. Um He's gone on to say Batman and Robin
3: Yep. Uh, yeah, I
4: not no know about that one. <laughs> There's nothing uh, pleasurable about that movie, but yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: definitely, yeah. Uh, the puns in that movie is amazing.
2: Oh. And then great. there are bat nipples for some reason.
1: Yeah, and uh, a the,
2: bat credit card.
1: Yes, uh, that is bizarre. How did you get that? That's what. Can you imagine going to the bank and asking for that?
4: <laughs> He's a billionaire. He doesn't yeah. live his life like the rest of us. I mean, yeah.
1: Credit history. <laughs> um, the Wicker Man from 2006.
3: The Bees. bees. Uh, yes. <laughs>
1: Again, another Nicolas Cage classic. Absolutely. Uh, Roadhouse. Um, is that the Patrick Swayze one? Yeah, I yeah.
4: still haven't seen yeah.
1: it. But... I only know it from Family Guy.
4: <laughs> Seriously, that's the only place I know it from. Yeah, me too.
1: <laughs> uh, the Room. Again, classic. Okay. Showgirls. Yeah. So yeah. Um uh, the cinema scene that said Kingsman two and X-Men Apocalypse.
2: They just weren't enough.
4: very good, I mean
2: <laughs> they are just they, were just, they, were just, they were just interesting, honestly. Yeah. yeah.
1: Kingsman two was just so boring. I agree, Like oh my god, the only bit, the best bit of that film was Elton John.
0: Yeah, that? yeah that was fun
1: he was great in that. Um, new Guy Review 101 uh, said Speed Racer, Repo... Oh, I love
2: Speed Racer. Um, repo
1: is it. Oh, I, is that the one that's based on the anime? Yeah.
4: Yes, it is. Ah, mm-hmm. uh,
1: okay. Because um, I didn't know these, but he also said Repo the Genetic Opera. I don't know what that is. Oh,
4: I've heard of it, but it's more of a cult kind of, you know, uh, you know property i guess like not a lot of people know it unless you're you've been introduced to it i guess but
1: hmm okay and jason x mm. Mm.
3: <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> um too long didn't read Review said cutthroat island oh yeah
3: classic
1: Total classic fun. 90s that was um uh, what was Peter the actress's Davis. yes Peter oh Davis. loved that film as a kid that was great and also great female protagonist um she's brilliant uh, i think that is like one of those films that it's better than Pir- any of the pirate caribbean <laughs> sequels okay
0: yeah they don't make them like that anymore no Thank no God.
1: um apple park films um said pretty much every chuck norris film
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: sidekicks nice. so good
1: i haven't okay i'm gonna confess but i've never watched a chuck norris film
4: you're not missing much. Sorry. It's, uh, uh,
1: yeah. Um, Matt from next best picture said Armageddon and the girl next
2: door. Oh God, I hate that movie.
3: <laughs> what Armageddon?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I saw it when I was a kid, and I saw this movie with my parents. Like, I, I feel like that was like a form of punishment of torture because I had to see that like like seven or eight times, and mm. each time it's just like this is bullshit this is just <laughs> stupid <laughs> stupid filmmaking is mm-hmm.
1: that is that the one where it's ben affleck and
2: yes. yeah there's an He's asteroid that is. says texas and there's like they're to blow it up <laughs> yeah oh
1: okay
2: they have like 18 days to do it
1: uh, oh and they're ash they're not astronauts
4: no,
2: um,
1: yeah, they're drillers. they're
4: drillers, they're oil drillers, <laughs> <laughs> They're
0: astronauts. The Look heroes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why did you take them up instead of actual astronauts?
0: I don't understand oh, that. Because I can drill. Michael Bay 101, guys. Yes, yes. Michael Yeah, Michael Bay without the
4: Transformers
3: series.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, the only good. Okay, you know what? The only good thing about that movie
2: was Steve the semi because he just took the piss out of every scene he was in.
3: Right. Yeah.
4: Um. Full disclosure, uh, Armageddon was one of those movies that we got on VHS, like at the end of the 90s, <laughs> that um, that I actually remember enjoying as a nine-year-old and, and genuinely crying at. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Every Whoa. time we get to the end, <laughs> crying at it. Oh, so, bless if you. If you ever want to make fun of me.
0: But you're here for to sh- Tinder's List. You're here to Tinder's List. Yeah. <laughs> there you go.
4: There you go. So um,
0: You cry well, when Bruce Willis so... well, dies, but not Thousands of Jews.
4: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta make it personal uh, Come on. Um, no. um, I do want to I do want to state one of my own guilty pleasures though real quick um, yeah. is a movie called Southland Tales which mm-hmm. was directed by the uh, oh, Donnie Richard Darko. Kelly who did yeah. Donnie Darko yeah. and I was so excited to see this movie I finally sat down and watched it and I have I still have a very hard time understanding what the fuck is going on because <laughs> To me, what I've deduced, what I've been able to put together is it's basically the paranoid id of liberal and conservative America being projected on a screen for three hours. So you have... Yeah, I know, right? So you have, you have The Rock, you have Sean William Scott, you have Justin oh, Timberlake, God. you have Sarah Michelle Gellar, you have this ridiculous list and cast of people that have no business in being in the same movie together. And, like... The Rock has the same name, has the same character name as the character Arnold Schwarzenegger played in End of Days, Jericho Kane, and
3: mm-hmm. like it's
4: just such a bad like whole is so bad, and yet and Johnson, or not or Ryan Johnson, I'm sorry, <laughs> he's getting all this money to make the, you know this thing. It premiered at Cannes taboos. I mean, <laughs> it's just a epically like bad movie, but there's something about it. It's like it's paranoia. Justin Timberlake doing some like voiceover of like an army guy I mean it's it's a bizarre fucking movie and I can't say that it's good on it but I love it and you know while Sean is you know the guy from the Princess Bride he plays he's just like you know when asked about it, he's like I had no idea what I was doing so <laughs> I have a difficult time even discern looking back saying I don't know what that was but didn't,
1: um didn't he follow it up with the box the yes. cat oh that was so boring yeah. That should be boring, and it was... I'm sad his hair has taken off more, you know? mm. <laughs> But... She, she said, you yeah. know, it's the dragon one with Christian, Christian Bale, Bale. Um, which, yeah. great film, great film, come on, love it, love it. Um, and the movie buff said, uh, the recruit hitch, a good year, and Lord of War. So, I'm, oh, seeing
2: actually, really
1: I'm seeing a lot of Nicholas Cage movies. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, uh, Cage,
1: really.
0: Just He's just there to couple of minutes. Should we do a 10 days off, Nicholas Cage? <laughs> oh, God, We don't stop it.
3: We don't view it
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I know. Nicholas Cage, I really feel like he does a great film and then follows it up with something awful. Like, he did cast, did cast And then we dealt with yeah. Season of Crash. It's awful. Um,
4: or or next or knowing or any of the crap that he's done the last ten years or
0: left behind.
4: Oh god! Oh yeah.
0: my gosh! Why? I'm it's like sorry. One step Why? forward, is not he? Three steps back. Like, yeah. That's his career. If you look at his films, oh, you are only really like a third of his films, a quarter. But oh yeah, he's churning them out now, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And he, I suppose, another person who seems to be churning them out is Bruce Willis.
0: Yeah. Because uh, I, yeah, definitely. that's
2: a shame too.
1: He, they're making another Die Hard
2: movie. Mm. Okay, is it, is it okay? Is it going to be better than the fifth one, at least?
1: Oh, I didn't know there was a fifth one. Oh, there was.
2: It was. Uh, it went straight a good to the I think though. So? It was called The Good Day Die Hard. It was. It was. Explain uh, oh. <laughs> and his and trying to get his son. son yeah. yeah. Out of uh, uh, Russia because he's a, CIA guy. He, basically get a hit or something something like that.
1: I love how it's gone from the fact that it was like this, he was just ordinary cop, um, you know, taking on terrorists in in one building. And then it's like, I've I've only seen like the fourth Die Hard, I didn't know, um, Mm -hmm. it was a surprise, uh, where he's driving a a car into a helicopter or something (laughs) bizarre like that. And you are just like, "How did we get from he's yeah. like well, S- standing know. on glass
2: to yeah. <laughs> yeah, standing on standing on uh, glass feet to uh, killing a helicopter out of in the sky with a car?"
1: Uh, such me. a shame. Oh well, <laughs> maybe maybe he'll have a, a comeback, um, but I doubt it. Well-
4: well, Bianca, it's funny that you're saying that because they literally have this conversation in one of the episodes of The Office, the American version, where the like the main guy, like Michael Scott, saying like in like the first Die Hard, like John, blah blah blah, is like just a regular cop, but by like the fourth one, he's like a or third one, he's like a super cop, and blah blah blah. <laughs> blah. So it's just like, oh yeah, that's like that's true. That's like an actual yeah. observation or whatever. But yeah, it's super yeah. Cop.
1: That- they're just churning them out, aren't they? And I, I don't get it, because it's like the Mission Impossible movies, like, okay. oh,
3: yeah.
1: there's like, oh, how many of those? <laughs> All the yeah, Fast and Furious? Well,
2: five, no, 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 there are six now, six. Uh,
1: six Best
2: Impossible movies, there's going to be like ten Fast and Furious movies, uh, probably.
1: And a million Transformers movies. Uh, I hope not. Oh dear. Um, I just also um, thought I would mention Steve's picks. Uh, well, one of his picks was The Counselor or oh. uh, you know the Ridley Scott film.
4: Yeah, I love it. Actually, oh, I think it's oh, a great oh, film. Oh god. <laughs> uh, I don't really remember that one, honestly. It's um, desolate and pessimistic, and just absolutely like the one of the wait, darkest that was, movies is that I've also seen.
2: based on a Cormac McCarthy novel. Yes, he okay. wrote the
4: screenplay. Actually, I don't think it's based on a a book or, or not, you know, a novel by McCarthy, but he wrote the screenplay. I think.
3: Um, oh, okay.
1: Um, I don't. It. I've just the only thing I've heard about it is bad things, <laughs> so I don't really know whether I want to go and see that. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. it's basically, I mean,
4: me it's just a smaller, I mean, it, it's a much smaller and less dynamic man because it's dealing with like the drug cartels and, you know, what happens when you get into deep and it, the, the dialogue in the movie is very, uh, dreamlike. It's not, it's not, a, you know, straight, straight ahead dialogue. It is very, um. Like you almost have to read into what they're saying and talking about, and mm. and it definitely does get better on a, on a second watch through. But I yeah I really like it, um, and it's and of course you know it's uh, you know it, it's not it's not a, a cheery narrative or anything, but um, it is pretty dark. But uh, I really like it. So.
1: Okay, um, and I thought because um, we should give the birthday boy a mention.
0: Yeah,
1: al's <laughs> um, picks were interesting. He's, he turns out to be a, a big fan of the Magic Mike films, which I did not know. Um, yeah, those are
2: actually, really, those are actually pretty pretty good, honestly. Yeah, they're,
1: they're, not, they're, they're not, yeah, not bad, actually. Um, I have I not quite, seen them. I mean,
2: I'm quite, Magic Mike 1 is probably better than Magic Mike XXL. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um,
1: and he also said that... Um, <laughs> in terms of films he loves to hate, he has to say, uh, chocolate, chocolate. Chocolat? Chocolat. Chocolat. Chocolate? Yeah, it's bad. chocolate.
2: <laughs>
3: uh,
1: okay. Yeah. It, it's chocolate, all right? Uh, because it stole Best Picture nomination from Almost Famous in 2001.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, mm. yeah. Okay. You, you know what? I actually like Chocolat, but that, that shouldn't have happened. That that really but should that was, not have happened. That was any,
0: why it's Steve's fault as well, so yeah oh, yeah so
1: <clears throat> what we've had some good picks there yeah um and it's been quite interesting it's been quite controversial we know that rob um loves nazis now yeah
2: so, <laughs> <Thanks>. uh, <laughs> yeah we've, yeah, we've got to just uh kind of separate ourselves from that just yeah well. yeah <laughs> um
1: and uh, we also know that um you don't, Jonathan, you ha- seem to hate anything to do with dinosaurs, apparently.
2: <laughs> oh. Yes, I am anti-dinosaur.
1: Yep, yep. Uh, and Robin, you're just the best. You've oh. got the best taste out of all of us. Oh, thank you.
0: <laughs> I'm just indecisive. I don't know what I like. I don't know what I don't like. I don't know what day it is, you know. And that's how I get by. <laughs> that's how I get by. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, you're like Nicholas Nicolas Cage.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing that first now <laughs>
1: oh god
0: <laughs> there you well um, this has
1: been an uh, interesting podcast yeah. and I hope anyone who's listening if you've got any guilty pleasures you want to add uh, let us know you can uh, tweet us um, and uh, yeah we we've got lots coming up on the site haven't we Robin
0: absolutely I'm going to post in quite a bit Today, I don't, this podcast will probably go out Tuesday won't it, but yeah, there'll be there'll be next week'll be a busy week for what's coming and you know, we've got, a, we've got some really good ideas. Very exciting.
1: Yeah. a block full of some juicy.
0: Ten days of Nicholas game. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <A best> kiss. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> I right, feel then. like
1: we should do uh, a movie night where we all watch Vampire's Kiss and have a discussion about it. Yeah, because, I mean, um, that's
0: a good idea. Yeah, like an online sort of screening, yeah?
1: Yeah, because it needs to happen.
0: I like that. I like that a lot.
1: Yeah, and people can join in at home. Yeah. See what I'm doing here? plenty of room.
0: There's plenty of room. Plenty of popcorn. Actually.
1: Yeah, well, well, you're not allowed to share mine that.
0: Oh, okay. oh. Fair enough. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, smashing. Great. Right. Brilliant. Good timing as well. Really good time. The podcast is exactly what I wanted. So thank you all for coming.
2: Oh, thank you for inviting
0: thank me. You. Been thank interesting. you. very I've learned a lot about Rob today. Very interesting. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. I just like
4: challenging characters, okay? God.
0: No, it's good. I like it. <laughs> but if all the same, it's been very boring.
1: Yeah. Um... And I didn't. I managed to get through a podcast without mentioning my hate for Lady Bird. Oh, darn it.
0: Oh, Judy Dench. <laughs>
4: I mean, if I well, wanted to be really the, controversial, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. If I wanted to be really controversial, I'd be like, yeah. Um, the past couple of years, uh, Moonlight, Get Out, and Lady Bird just did not register for me at all. So, um,
3: that's all
1: right. Yeah, and you you also hate Bambi.
4: <laughs> well i just don't i mean i i don't know i just i'm not gonna get anything out of watching
2: fine with yeah. um so just so fine with nazis not cool with
4: bambi gotcha oh dear. <laughs> it's not about being cool with i'm just more interested in watching you know uh, i guess challenging characters than an animated movie but that's that's just, that's just me you know um i liked inside out I, got, I teared up at the end.
0: That was yeah, cool. I teared up all the way through way I was a mess.
1: Whoa. So Rob does have feelings.
0: Yeah, I do. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm picturing like your little feelings, but they're all anger.
0: Yeah, the, one on the red one, yeah. <laughs> well,
4: so for instance, Cameron Crowe's Almost Famous. Like, every, like a lot of people love that movie oh, no. and it just Don't absolutely do it. does no. nothing for me. Oh, God. And I love Vanilla Sky, which most people are like, what the fuck is this? You know, nobody. A lot of people haven't even seen it, and people I'm have average like it's, it's yeah. terrible. So I love it. I. Oh. It was the first, like right when Scientology, like looking back when like the Scientology news came out, yeah. I hadn't seen Vanilla Sky yet, and I watched it and was like, oh, okay, <sighs> I can completely watch this and and empathize with Tom Cruise's character and not project, you know, who, who he really is, and that's oh, okay. He's a good actor, you know, kind of thing. So it's was good.
0: The originals better, though, so
4: yes uh, oh yeah i can't do yeah. the, the spanish but yeah it's uh i've heard it's really good <laughs> you, uh, something oh oh
0: sorry open your eyes right open yeah, yeah. we can do the english by topic. the way
4: i do have a theory in that on that movie that it, it, the whole thing is a dream because mm. up until that point tom cruise has never met that woman right yeah. and so she's the one that says open your eyes
0: Yes, he And is
4: even inside his dream, because he opened, the movie opens into a dream, and then he, he really wakes up, you know, um, but I, 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 like, just making that connection, I think that the whole movie doesn't actually happen. The whole thing is a dream, oh. you know, and at the very end, he, you see the eye, like, open, and him wake up, and even though that's integrated into the story, that's, you know, uh, that's sort of, like, an interesting take on that, it's, like, what actually occurred
0: there you go so that's your next piece then for the site, well done there you go <laughs>
1: nice and now I'm gonna go write about Vampire's Kiss
0: do it <laughs> and then I'm gonna go and sort out the top 20 films of Mike Scorsese in order
1: really excited. Oh, no. <laughs> let yeah. us know yeah,
0: can't, can't wait to find about out about three hours yeah. I'm posting so I'll speak to you all well then no doubt
1: Perfect. Well, take care, guys.
0: Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Brilliant brilliant
1: episode. Thanks. Thank you. Bye, Jonathan. Bye, Bye, Robin. Bye, Bye. Rob.
2: Bye, Robin. Bye, Bye, Rob. bye
1: Bye.
5: to my